Praise God. God bless you for being with us this morning. We are glad that you are able to have church in your home. I thank God for the 21st century and technology. In yesteryears, when Grandpa Pastor, this would be very challenging. But thank God you can gather around a large screen, a mobile device, and hear the word of the Lord. Worship with us remotely and digitally. And so I want to say as a pastor in these times of shelter in place that this church is doing everything it can to broadcast the gospel, to dispense hope. Every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, a fresh word that I have recorded will come on. You can access that through the app or live streaming or through the website through YouTube. That's every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. I'll ask you to log on and have church. Uh, also, as we did this last Friday, uh, we will live stream uh, archive video. We say live streaming, but it's not really a live stream. It's from a couple years ago, but the platform that we have to get it to you is through the live streaming. So every Friday at 7 o'clock, if you'll go to the app or you'll go to the website or you will go to YouTube and we will be streaming a message that I felt that we could rebroadcast. And I, as I scroll through those, I actually personally pick those, knowing what I've preached and the titles and how they resonate where we are today. And that's kind of what we did last Friday. So, again, the purpose of us here this morning is to dispense hope and power through technology. I pray that you've gotten up. I pray that you've gotten dressed. I pray that you've tried to maximize or leverage your experience on your mobile device or your flat screen. Maybe for some of you, you're streaming on an 80-inch flat screen, and I look like I'm bigger than life. Uh, but the praise team did an amazing job, and so I want to say thank you to all of those that are helping us continue to use technology. Amen. If you're able to stand in your living room or where you are, I want you to stand and grab your mobile device or your Bible. I'm turning your attention to the book of Genesis, at the very beginning of your Bible, the book of Genesis chapter 29. If your family is, somebody has wandered off, get them in here quickly. If they've drifted off to the kitchen, get them back over here. Let's get in front of the screen for a few minutes while I preach the word of God to you from Old Town Temecula. Genesis chapter 29 and verse 31 reads, reading from the easy-to-read version, the phraseology says, The Lord saw that Jacob loved Israel more than Leah. So he made it possible for Leah to have children. But Rachel did not have any children. Leah gave birth to a son, and she named him Reuben. She named him this because she said, The Lord has seen my troubles. My husband does not love me, so now maybe my husband will love me. Verse 33, Leah became pregnant again and had another son. She named this son Simeon. She said, The Lord has heard that I am not loved, so he gave me this son. In verse 34, Leah became pregnant again and had another son. She named this son Levi. She said, now surely my husband will love me. I have given him three sons. And verse 35, yes, this is not a mistake. And then Leah gave birth to another son. 
She named this son Judah. Leah named him this because she said, Now I will praise the Lord. Then Leah stopped having children. She said, I will now praise the Lord. And then she stopped having children. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject matter. Not so pretty. Not so pretty. Let me pray before you're seated at your house. Heavenly Father, we thank you together as we come this morning. And we broadcast God live from Old Town Temecula, ministering God, not only in North America, but others, though, that watch us around the world. I pray that a word of hope, a word of ra- a rhema dispensed from this pulpit tonight, to this morning, that you would minister to everyone that's listening and tuning in. Bless their homes, God. Descend upon them with a spirit of God like you did in the day of Pentecost in the first church. I ask this to be so in Jesus' name. And before you're seated in your living room, somebody shout amen and put your hands together and give him an offering of praise in your house today. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. God bless you all at home. If you are standing still, you can be seated. So here's my question to us this morning. Have you ever heard of Leah? Before I read it to you, of course. Hint number one, she is a young lady from the Old Testament. If that doesn't help you, let me give you hint number two. She wasn't a Miss America Universe contest in her days, contestant. She wasn't even the homecoming queen. Sad but true, she never even had a boyfriend. So who was Leah? Leah was married to Jacob. But the problem is that Jacob's true love was Leah's sister, and her name was Rachel. The father of these two girls told Jacob, hey, I'll let you marry my daughter if you work for me for seven years. He brokers a deal. He leverages the relationship that Jacob wants with Rachel. And so he brokers the deal, and Jacob works for his father-in-law for seven years, and then Labah gives him the daughter. The problem is he gave him Leah. Remember, Leah wasn't a contestant for Miss America back in the day. Leah was not the homecoming queen, and Leah never had a boyfriend. And Jacob felt like he was tricked into marrying Leah. But in the end, he worked seven more years. The father-in-law really brokered a great deal. Seven years for each daughter. 14 years, and then the father, Labah, finally gave Rachel to Joseph. He married them both in the end. But I got to thinking about that, about all the matriarchs of Israel. Leah had to be the unhappy distinction of being unloved. And she knew it. And it was a deep wound that she carried with her throughout her life. An unceasing sorrow of her life every month, no doubt. We have no idea how many tears she cried because of it. But undoubtedly, there were many, many tears. But then something happened. I'm preaching to you this morning about not so pretty. Leah, the tide began to change. 
things begin to open up. And then something happened, and Leah became fruitful, even more fruitful than her sister Rachel. Now God began to take something that was not so pretty, and he began to bless them, and he began to bless Leah. And at the end of all the childbearing days, the score was now 7-2, to two, and Leah was the winner. Although Rachel was who was coveted by, Joseph, by Jacob, but Leah won there because God began to bless her. This is what I'm preaching to you this morning. Even though maybe if you met her, she was not charming and she was not beautiful and she did not arrest your attention. Rachel would have done that. But when you are faithful to God, regardless of your situation and when you don't feel like things are pretty and maybe you don't feel like pretty yourself and you feel like the world is caving in on you, I'm here to preach to someone here this morning to tell you, even though it's not so pretty, God's hand is still involved and God orchestrates things and we walk according to the Spirit. Why? Because God honors those that are faithful. Can you shout amen? man in your home hallelujah so at the end after it happened leah seven rachel two guess what rachel you lost you're pretty you're gorgeous but you lost you see back in those days bearing children was an honor from god and to not bear children that was shameful and somehow the way life unfolds it rachel became one that was chasing Leah. I like the quote here that I share with you, and it says, beauty is not in the face. Beauty is a light in the heart. Beauty is not at face value. Things change. People grow older. Situations happen. People get sick. And I know a couple of months ago, this was everything was okay in the United States. Everything was great in North America and worldwide, and everything was going good. But something happened just a month or so ago, and it began to change the way that we think, and we commute, and we do commerce, and we buy groceries, and people are now in a panic. But I just want to tell somebody, even though it doesn't look so pretty, that God is still in charge of his church, and he's going to bless you, and he's going to honor you you. I'm going to stay faithful to God in these times of uncertainty. I'm going to stay faithful to God in these times of storm because I know this one thing, that someday the tide will change and someday God will step back in and someday he will bless us of those who are staying faithful to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And when Leah bore her third son, according to the scripture, she named him Levi. And this is what is so conspicuous to me. From Levi came the, pri- the priesthood of Israel. And from Levi was Moses was born. Moses, yes, came from one of Leah's boys. Leah was the grandmother to Moses. No, not Rachel. I'm talking about Leah. You know what happened through Moses? It came the Passover. What happened through Moses was the exodus of the children of Israel into the Canaan's land. What came through Moses was the Ten Commandments. What came through Moses was the law. What came through Moses were the sacrifices. What came through Moses were the holy days and the tabernacle and the priesthood and the high priest and the temple through Moses hear me the children of Israel entered into the promised land and through Moses it would begin the writings of the word of God in the Bible Leah also bare another son but let me just pause for a minute here that Levi was one of the sons of Leah and so her grandson Moses did these amazing things again I'm preaching to you not so pretty When you judge things on the surface, often you're going to be misled. 
because you don't know what's behind the scenes. You don't know what God is doing to orchestrate and to set somebody up for a blessing and to overshadow them and chase them with blessings that are going to overtake them according to Malachi. But when I am faithful to God, even in the storm, I say, honey, it doesn't look so pretty. Maybe you've contemplated that thought before or you've sat around and you talked about it with your family. It doesn't look so pretty. I'm, I'm not working now. My hours have been cut. I'm wondering about April rent. What's going to happen when my insurance is due? Things are not so pretty, but I want to preach to somebody here this morning. I can imagine what Leah thought. She thought, hey, I'm not loved. i got to carry this. I don't have nothing to do with this. I look the way I look, but God said, no, you are beautiful on the inside. I have called you to marry Jacob. I'm going to bless your womb. I'm going to do things in the Old Testament that are going to be written for years, and you, so one of your grandkids are going to lead people out of bondage into the promised land. Not so pretty on the front side. Not so pretty on the front side. So then Leah also bare Judah. Watch this. And from Judah came David, a grandson of Leah. And from David came the royal house of Israel, the kings and the princes of the nation of God. And from Judah came the kingdom of of Israel and from Judah came Yeshua and Jesus the Messiah the hope the salvation of the world and I'm telling you my friend Leah was blessed of God even though maybe if she looked in the mirror or you saw her as you were passing on the street she would not even catch your attention you would never probably even look at her but somewhere God knew that he had a beautiful vessel that he could bless through and bless the coming generations and bless the coming churches and bless the coming people why but on the front and it didn't look so pretty and I just have to thank this that in the ep ep epidemic that is going around that we're involved in not by choice that it doesn't look so pretty pastor when is this going to end I don't know, Brother Blair mentioned to it, there's a bunch of incredible, the smartest minds trying to figure this out, but only God knows when this will pass, and only God knows when wages will be restored, and only God knows when commerce will be restored, and only God knows when we can come and go and enjoy Southern California and our lives like we used to know them, but temporarily, things are not so pretty. I can imagine those of you that have little children sheltered in place at home, Moms and dads, uh, well, let me back up. Moms that are teaching the kids, dads don't seem to do a whole lot in that area. My problem was when our kids were at home and they were having homework and they were just struggling and the mom or my wife would walk out, I would just give them the answer. Come on, at 12, 14, 18, Christopher Columbus, let's go, man, before your mom gets back in here. And the problem with that is I would think we'd have a bonding with my kids but they'd always tell my wife, how'd you finish so early, kids? Oh, Dad gave us the answers. Don't tell her that. I can't keep helping you. So I wasn't a real good tutor because I was impatient. I wanted to get it over with. Just give them the answers, and let, let's get on with something else because they get so antsy at the table, and they don't pay attention, and they break the pen. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of digressing back. But my point is I can imagine how you feel in the home without liberty coming and going, and you say things don't look so pretty. Every parent in America is praying for their kids to go back to school. I see memes that say, 
teachers need to make $200,000 a year. I see memes, hey, teachers are the most amazing people in the world. I see those memes on social media. And you know what? It probably is true. But until all of that happens, your chaos in your house may not be so pretty because you are stuck there with kids and a spouse and, and all of these things just trying to get along in a confined environment. But I want to tell you, it may not look so pretty this morning. It may not look so pretty Monday morning, but we are the church of the living God. And God will not leave us, and he will not forsake us, and we will not be begging bread. Why? because we are the anointed apostolics in Temecula and God's preaching through this pulpit today to touch your heart and to minister to somewhere to say, hey, everything's going to be okay even though it don't look so pretty. And so Leah, Judah, and from Leah's womb, God chooses the children of Leah. I believe that God honored her in light of how she felt of her relationship with her husband. Several scriptures that we read in the opening text was that my husband didn't love me, so God gave me a child. My husband didn't love me, so God gave me a child. And in my opening text, four consecutive verses, there was a brand new child in each verse. Honestly, as I was studying it, I went back to look, is that the same kid? No, it's a different kid. She was having kids. Brother, Sister Turner, I know you're in your home. Never mind. But let's get back to Leah. She was having kids because it was a blessing from God. And children are a blessing. And in those days, Leah didn't have great self-esteem. And she even says it in the scripture because my husband didn't love me. But who are the children of Leah in this day? How does that bridge from the Old Testament pastor to this day? March the 29th, Sunday, in Temecula, California. Who are the children of Leah? I'm going to tell you, my friend, who the children of Leah are. Those who, through sorrows and through wounds and rejection, those who, through emptiness and broken dreams, broken hearts and frustration, discontentment through pain, through tears and emptiness, or simply the longing for something more than they had on this earth, become born into the kingdom of God by the Holy Spirit. He has chosen you to be a child of Leah this day, and he chooses you for a great and mighty things. You are vessels of honor, vessels to which his love and his redemption came into this world. We are children of Leah. We may not look pretty. You may not feel pretty. You may not feel like everything's going good right now, and maybe it's not compared to the way it was last year and a few months ago but I'm here to preach a message to somebody hey it may not be that pretty but God still knows what he's doing and God is still in control and God is still leaning over the portals of heaven and he's guiding and he's protecting and he's anointing the church of the living God which is you and I and if you're in your living room somewhere watching shout amen to the top of your lungs hallelujah praise God praise God it's a quote here by Shannon Alder, and it says, There is no perfection, only beautiful versions of brokenness. There is no perfection, only beautiful versions of brokenness. For God especially loves the unloved. God especially loves the unlikely. 
the children of Leah, you and I, anybody that would lean into the message this morning, God especially loves you. Regardless of what you've been thinking this last week, is it going to get better on Monday? There's we, the news coming from the White House and the CDC and all the experts just don't know really what's going to happen. Is it going to peak this year or this week rather? Is, is, is it going to kind of subside at the end of April? Is it just a couple of weeks? Is it a month? All the certainty has brought anxiety to people. But I want to tell somebody here this morning that maybe it's not so pretty from your point of view, but you are a child of Leah. You are a child of God. And even though the situation around us cannot be changed by you and I, God changes all things. It happened in the Old Testament. It happened in the New Testament. It happened in the 19th century. It happened in the 20th century. And it's still happening in the 21st century today as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The writer of Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5, he says this, But the one of the elders said to me, Don't cry. The lion from the tribe of Judah. The lion from the tribe of Judah. I'm telling you, my friend, Judah is a grandson of Leah. But let me get back to Revelation. But one of the elders said to me, don't cry. The lion from the tribe of Judah has won the victory. He has won the victory. And he knows exactly where you are. And he knows what victory you need right now. And I'm speaking a prophetic word from this pulpit as we stream live. I know we can't be face-to-face yet, but we're going to be someday soon. I know we can't hug and encourage one another, but we're going to be someday soon. Why? Because God's going to eradicate this and God's going to step down and say, peace, be still. He's going to part the proverbial Red Sea again. He's going to protect his people. I'm going to stay tethered to the church. I'm going to stay tethered to the word of God. Why? Because I'm a child of Leah and I'm a part of the bride of Christ. And so this morning, the mission here is to commit any sorrow that you have. Any rejection, frustration, or broken dreams into his hands. Say, Pastor, it don't look so pretty. I know. Just offer it up. Believe him to bring out of it the blessings of Leah. The backstory of Leah and Rachel. Leah was the younger daughter. Rachel was the older daughter. But when life was all said and done, Leah bore four sons that had an amazing kids of grandkids to her that changed the trajectory of the Old Testament. But her beauty, her charisma, her charm, her elegance, maybe wasn't a number one item in her skill set. And I just think by reading the scripture, because she said it several times, because my husband didn't love me. How many among us would worry and fret if my spouse doesn't love me? I can't even get my arms around that thought 
of the emotions, the bitterness, the anger, the frustration. She says it. My husband doesn't love me. So I gave him a child. Obviously, we know through God. It's a similar correlation with Abraham and Sarah. Not so pretty. 90 years old and 100. And even if she was a beauty queen, she's still 90 years old. Come on, somebody. I don't know how much of a beauty queen you could be at 90. But here's my point. God doesn't look at that. He's not enamored by the prettiness, the cutesiness. He's summoned by the heart and the spirit. Regardless of the view, regardless of the landscape, regardless of the look, there's no prettiness here. That don't matter. God's not into that. And I'm thankful that God's not into that because that means a lot of us qualify. Because you know what we can control? My heart and my spirit. My words, my attitude. So as I close this morning, I'm going to ask you if you're able to stand in your living room again. Wherever you are, if, you're, if it's possible and you can stand. I'm going to pray for us. Praise team will follow me in a moment here and we'll conclude with a worship set. But as they're coming, I want you to grab your family and everybody kind of get together and watch the screen. Again, if you're in a position you can stand, I'm asking you to honor my request. We're going to commit our sorrows and our rejections, our frustration, our broken dreams to the hands of God and believe that we are going to live out the blessings of Leah. And that God is going to hear our prayer. This is what the Bible says. That whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, and whatever we shall bind in heaven shall be loosed on earth. I'm going to pray in a minute that I'm going to ask heaven to loose the power that you need today. Those that are working service industry jobs and hospitality industry, very hard hit. Kids are at home. Everybody's just kind of hunkering down. Don't spend any money. We need groceries. I'm going to pray that God will loose a spirit of power upon your home. And I'm going to pray that he will bind any uncertainty. That he will bind any worry. That anybody that's listening to this streaming service this morning, regardless if you go to church here or not, you are tuned in this morning to get a word from God. And your situation, not so pretty, Pastor. This Wednesday is April the 1st. Three days. How many mortgages are due and how many rent payments are due? How many car payments are due? If we think on that and we just 
inhale that, we can't sleep at night. Not so pretty. I'm asking God to speak a peace that passes all understanding. Hey, do you understand it? No, not really. But I got a peace. No, that's not a cop-out. That's faith. Speaking into things that are not as though they are. So let me pray for you. Gather your family in here. Make sure they're here. If you're able to hold hands or dads, if you can put your arms around your family, I want you to kind of snuggle up like a family unit. I'm going to pray for us. Heavenly Father, an apostolic pastor is preaching this morning into the homes and mobile devices and screens, God, right now. And I know it's not so pretty, God. That title is intentional. But God, you gave us an amazing backstory about Leah. An example chalked throughout the Old Testament into the New Testament. And I'm asking you, God, to sustain every family member, every single adult, every young person, every student, God, that's listening to this this morning. And that a prayer of an apostolic pastor, God, as we loose things and we bind things, and I have apostolic authority, God, to do that, and it will come to pass, and I believe that, and I take my authority as a pastor, God, for the people of this church that you've entrusted us with, God. Times of adversity, we don't know, they sneak up on us. Times of discouragement and unemployment, God just lurks and jumps out and scares us, and we may not be prepared for it, God. It doesn't look too pretty right now, but God, I'm taking authority according to the word, and I rebuke any anxiety. I rebuke any fret. I rebuke any darkness that would come down on somebody's I rebuke these things against the people of the living God, and I put the blood over the doorpost, God, of anxiety today. Let the Holy Spirit descend from heaven and fill every home, every car, every person, God, that's listening today. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, my friend, what I want you to do is set your mobile device down if you're holding one. I want you in your living room to lift your hands and give God some praise and glory. And with your audible voice, you speak out. Thank you, God, for the message. Thank you for the rhema. I received this in the Holy Ghost, and this week is going to be okay. My children are going to eat. They're going to call me back on the job. I'm not going to lose my wages. I'm going to have a full paycheck. I'm going to pay April rent. I'm going to make my car payments. Come on in, somebody. Hey, I'm speaking prophecy into your life. Pray it down. Believe it down. Speak it down in the name of Jesus. These things are so. These things are so. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Worship with a praise team here for a few minutes. Come on, let your spirit release. Release that spirit out from your home and connect to what I'm feeling to this morning. In Jesus' name. God bless you, all of you. Tune in Wednesday, 7 o'clock.
Your glory. 